Hey, everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, the podcast where we talk about the multitude of multi site student ministry. I am excited and blessed to be here once again with one of my amazing co hosts, Gina Avis. Gina, how are you doing, my friend? Hey, Joe, doing good. Keeping up with lots of cups of coffee as usual. Yes, it is always the season. I don't know if coffee ever really goes out of season, um, although. My wife, when she was pregnant with our child, my wife loves coffee and she didn't have many food aversions or cravings, but the one that she had was coffee. She could oh. not, she could not drink coffee. Uh, <laughs> the smell that, well, she didn't drink coffee, obviously, but she, the smell just disgusted her. Um, so I had to like go down into like the basement to like make coffee, <laughs> you know, like try and like, you know, cover up the scent and whatnot. But um Speaking of children, uh, Kim is not with us today because as we've shared in previous episodes, uh, Kim uh, and Max, her husband, welcomed a beautiful baby boy there at the beginning of August, Archer Joseph Woodward Schuler. Uh, and so we're just rejoicing with them and um, we, we're missing EJ here as well. But we are excited for today's conversation because uh, it is actually a redo. It is a redo from an episode we recorded uh, back near the end of February uh, with uh, our guest, Tyler Bryan from Hope Community Church uh, down in North Carolina. And uh, Tyler, it is great to have you with us here today via Zoom, which is fitting considering <laughs> why we have to do a redo. So. Yes, yes. And I'm sure we're all experts now in Zoom given the circumstances, so perfect. Yeah, and I should add it. Should add it's not a redo because Tyler did anything wrong. It's just our world significantly <laughs> changed since February, late February, and we wanted to like, hey, let's have a relevant conversation. Tyler, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation again today and joining us. And um, I would love for you to start off just by sharing with the listeners a bit about Hope Community. Um, you know, how many campuses? What your models, multi-site model is? You know plants, mergers, staffing structure, central main campus, the fun bag, you know, all, <laughs> all the great things that make multi-site, multi-site, uh, as well as, of course, your role on that team. So hit us with your best shot. Yeah. So Hope Community Church uh, is a franchise model multi-site church. We have four campuses around the triangle of the Raleigh-Durham area in North Carolina. Um, and so with that, our student ministry team is a central service team of four and then there are eight campus level staff between the four campuses um, so each campus except for one has like a divide of middle school high school pastor um, okay. we do have one semi new launch that still meets in the school so they have one student ministry pastor over both but typically we do split it up um, by middle school high school at our campus here um, in Apex, we're actually not the OG. We're not the mothership, but we are the largest campus, which is really unusual. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we're mostly video on the weekend. So it's not the live teaching It's just for whatever, for whatever reason, people have come uh, into our building. So we are the largest campus. And so it's me as a middle school pastor and an incredible middle school coordinator who's full-time with me. So we have two uh, just because our size, but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of hope in a nutshell. That's great. I, you said four people on your central team. Do they have distinct particular roles or is it kind of they're generalists and whatever the campuses need? Is there a leader, like a central leader on that team? What's the makeup of the central team? 
Yeah, so uh, we have a student ministry pastor over, he oversees everything, middle school, high school, big picture vision, making sure we're all on track. Um, and then we have uh, someone in charge of curriculum uh, and also kind of our leader, volunteer leader development strategies. Um, we have a new hire, our newest hire, um, actually accepting the job this week. So, I mean, by the time this airs, they'll be uh, full on, but it's someone in charge of programming uh, and making sure that our um, weekend experiences, whether they're online or in person or our camps or whatever, are up to par with with our brand and with our um, standard because we have gotten so far like just all of us going our own, di own direction a little bit which is I think part of the tension of multi-site um, so we have a position for that and then we have um, an admin which nothing would happen without Shelly without our admin like all these would just be ideas uh, so but yeah here's to the Shelly's of the world that is for sure yes. admins make the world go round and I, I, I just want absolutely I wanted you to share that because I know again multi-site we are all beautiful snowflakes and that we're all very unique and so <laughs> i know for for some of our listeners just hearing like oh okay they have somebody who does this on their team and this and this and this and i know oftentimes it's contextualized but sometimes even just hearing you know like you said we have somebody who's making sure we're staying on brand kind of like a quality control sort of person mm -hmm. uh, i'm sure there's some listeners who just heard that they're like oh oh dang <laughs> that's what that's what we need. That's what we need here. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I'm excited for this, yeah. this conversation that we're going to have about um, collaborating, compromising uh, with your student ministry team across the campuses to create a ministry that empowers leaders to uh, engage middle school students, students um, with the, with the gospel. And so uh, Gina, why don't you go ahead and fire away at our first formal question here to Tyler. Yeah, first of all, I love spotlight episodes because I love hearing what other multi-site ministries do just to learn from each other. It's so helpful. Tyler, one of the things that I'd love for you to share more on are some of the just the different areas of the middle school ministry and student ministry team of hope. Um, just like share with us what are some of like the strongest attributes of your student ministry staff team? And then um, how can others maybe practically try to get there like just what are some of the things you love about your staff team and um, the different parts of your ministry that that's working well yeah so um like i said a second ago sometimes it's the tendency in multi-site churches is to, each campus has their own unique culture which is not a bad thing but it becomes their identity and you get so far away from each other philosophy uh with philosophies of ministry and stuff so um, but that being said, one of the things I love is that we are all so different. Um, there are things that each of us on staff do really well that someone else just doesn't have a gifting or a passion for. Uh, and it just so happens that what we do well happens to be, a, it is our passion on staff. And so we have, um, one of our campus leaders is high, high on a shepherd, uh, a gifting. So he just loves pouring in, pouring in people behind the scenes and, and being their pastor. We have people who care about the environment and the feel of the room. We have people who um, just want to open the Bible and disciple students all the time. Um, and so that's just kind of like what, what what makes it so great. But at the same day, at the same thing, in the same vein, what I love about that is we all have the same end goal, um, which it, which is reaching middle school students specifically through our leaders. And I think you nailed it a second ago when you said empowering leaders, because um, that's one thing that all of our campus does really well. So it's honestly That's the great. best thing we do at Hope in terms of middle school and high school ministries across all campuses 
is to empower our leaders to be their quote unquote, like they're the youth pastors for their few. That's, that's, I love that. It's so great in these conversations too, because you do pick up some, some different practical points, some different principles that you're seeing that shape the culture of a multi-site staff and team. Uh, and as well as just some some consistent things uh, with multi-site churches across the nation um, of you know keeping the main thing the main thing empowering leaders sharing the gospel shepherding people well so I appreciate that and I know that um, you know it's always great to stop and uh, and reflect on um, you know what are the great attributes of our team uh, and. I would love for you to to share what are some of the things that you guys are are working on as a staff team to to grow. Uh, what are the things maybe you guys are stuck with or that you guys are trying to figure out uh, as you guys are doing multi site ministry together? Yeah, so I think the easy low hanging fruit answer is communication. I mean, who mm. honestly? Like, I don't think I've heard one person not say communication. Yeah, uh, especially like with this time of virtual and digital ministry your roles switch, your job descriptions switch, and people did move job titles and things fall through the cracks as you switch around. But that, that's, I really hate saying that because everyone says that. <laughs> um, so if I, had to, if I had to say like something other than just the easy answer, um, I would honestly say it's um, trying, to, trying to find a way for all of our campuses. And remember, we had different inclinations, different passions, different cultures. And we were, for middle school specifically, we were four different in-person ministries, right? But now we're just, we are one. Yeah. So we have to come together now and figure out one, ex- one weekend experience and one online thing that suits all of our cultures, all of our campuses. And that's something we're still working through. Um, but yeah. When, you, when you're talking about working through that, is it working through like who you are as a middle school ministry? Like, hey, these are our values. This is what it means to be a part of this community. Is it who we are in regard to how we do teaching or how we equip leaders? Um, is it, yeah, is it value-driven and philosophy-driven? Is it more program-driven, practical-driven, or a mix of both? What are, what are some of those more nuanced things that you guys are trying to figure out in this new season? All of the above. Um, okay. <laughs> so we we have a great culture of, uh, we love to innovate. We love to, to critique. We love to make changes on the go. I don't think there's one week we've had lately where we didn't just say, how can we do last week better? Yeah. Um, and so with that, I, I think that we are coming into a like centralized version of what we want the teaching to look like. And so um, we have different people on our staff who really do not want to be the upfront person. I think um, like giving everyone tips and pointers about how to do different things and, and keep it like kind of on point with who we are as a middle school ministry is needed. Um, but yeah, so everything from programming to empowering leaders to the resources that we give out to the parent communication, um, everything's become way more centralized and streamlined in the past five months than it was previously, just because we are now working as one ministry. So yeah. everything, we, we reevaluate everything, every aspect all the time. Yeah. And I think- I would- I'll go for it, Gina. Yep. Oh, I was just going to add, I know we'll share this probably in the show notes, but uh, follow Tyler and uh, his ministry on Instagram at Hope Community Church, because I see so much creative stuff that you guys are doing. And I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> uh, as we continue to learn. Welcome. Yeah. As we continue to learn from each other, I think that's one really cool thing is social media allows us to mm-hmm. kind of like see what other people are doing. It's so great. Mm-hmm. 
No, I, I think that's so, I think that's solid. And I think it kind of goes to, um, you know, the, the, the next part of this conversation we do in spotlight episodes, we talk about, um, you know, your team, your church, your, your, your staff and what's working, what you guys need to work on, but then as well as like with the, the ministry. So what has been, uh, what's going great currently with this, your middle school ministry, your programming, your social content, so on and so forth, which has been um, something really cool to see uh, fruit with or win with, or even maybe a culture thing. Like, man, we were really working so hard on this for so long, and now we just, we're seeing it happen. So what's been mm -hmm. some of those things that we can champion? Uh, so there's really, so there's two things that immediately come to mind. Um, one is actually an event that we did, which, uh, I think the culture is way more important and everything's way more important that you were talking about and alluding to, but um, we for years have had this event called best of the mess for it's a basically a two day food fight <laughs> for rising sixth graders and their Wait, parents. A, and, a two day food two day? fight. How the smokes does a two day food <laughs> fight work? That's a lot so of food. It's a, it's a, it's a two day event. So it's like Friday night to Saturday at noon and we, meet in the parking lot of our church and then they go home Friday night and they come back Saturday. So they're not like, it's not like a legitimate, like 36 hour thing. That would be, I want insane. it to be, but I want I, it. <laughs> I do. I think I might like, I would really like yell at myself for how much food we waste though. If it were a yeah. 36 hour food fight. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, the first night we just get together and we play all sorts of sloppy games. Like we have, I'll just do one of the games, uh, explain it to you, but um, there's like five buckets and one bucket has mustard in it. One bucket has ketchup. One bucket has pickle juice. One bucket has dog food. Um, I forgot what the last bucket was, but you have t-shirts in all the different buckets. And so you yell out, I need a burger with, you know, pickles, a patty and ketchup. And so you would have different students go put on those t-shirts and get in the dog pile. Got um, it. It's phenomenal. And we make parents do it and small group leaders uh, because middle school is messy, man. Those years are, are tough. Uh, and we want to parents to get a tangible feel for that, but it's awesome. But that being said, we couldn't, couldn't do that this year yeah. because you know, everything going on. I mean, you could do like, you could just roll the car down the street and be like, Hey, send your sixth grader outside. And you just hurl spam so, at them from a distance. <laughs> so this, this was the win. We did a drive through best of the mess, which when we first threw it out there as a team, we had one of our uh, our, our OG campus uh, middle school pastor kind of ran it and was a champion for this event, but and knocked it out of the park. Um, but we had a drive-through event and we encouraged them to get messy during it. So they would bring their cars around and the first station they would get um, like a big Home Depot bucket that was full of like messy supplies they could take home. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Parents could do it in their backyards. But then we encourage them along the way, different stops, like a spin wheel for prizes, a dunk tank, or, you know, get, getting popsicles and stuff to bring water guns full of whatever you wanted to squirt us with. And most of them had water and most parents brought like big tubs of water in their cars. Oh, like, really? So, so the students could refill it. Right. I mean, they, oh, that's they so cool. blew our minds, but some kids like put ketchup and mustard in them and <laughs> they know what best for is because they've had older siblings. Um, and so we had to pivot and we had an event that we honestly thought would be decent at best, maybe a dud. Cause who wants to do a drive through messy event? This, this is weird. And it was a huge win, which brings me to the, the second win overall right now, which is we've moved as a, as a team from being reactive to proactive. And I think for the first 
few months of this, everything was reactive. Oh, this is yeah. happening. Now we're shifting online and you can't be creative. You can't drive the vision forward. You're leading by decisions you have to make on the go. Um, and specifically that event really allowed us to capture momentum. And I love that because when you have momentum, you can take more risks. You can take bigger leaps of faith and recover quicker if they flop. Um, and it's just fun to have momentum. And so that's, that's a big win right now for us. Yeah. I love just how your creativity there, if you're, you and your team at hope and being creative and proactive, I think, yeah, a lot of us are reactive to whatever the day brings and every day brings something different. And you're just constantly feeling mm -hmm. this push and pull and stop and start and it's exhausting and i think that's what for our team we really tried to like hey how can we cast vision for a fall that's going to happen and share it in such a way mm -hmm. that is positive and hopeful but also um say it we're hey we're going to do this and if we have to shift it, it's going to look like this but it's still a plan forward and that's just so helpful yeah. other than i don't know maybe we'll do this maybe we won't <laughs> like okay who wants to be a part of yes. that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but one of my favorite questions to ask Tyler is if you had a magic wand and you can wake up tomorrow and wave your magic wand and like fix something in regards to multi-site ministry, other than unlimited amounts of money and fixing COVID, um, <laughs> what, what would you want to fix in regards to multi-site student ministry? Yeah. I am so glad you said instead of fixing COVID. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad because I really wrestled with this question. I, I, you gave it to me earlier, but um, I we've been really careful about saying we can't wait to see you in person. And mm. um, we can all agree that in-person ministry is better, right? We have been so careful to not do that. Good. Um, because Good. It, communicate, it communicates that like, you really don't want to be there virtually. And if you don't want to be there, then your students really won't want to be there. Yeah, and so that's good. Wow. It's hard to like intentionally like not mention being in person uh, and instead like emphasize the belief that, hey, virtual ministry is the best and it's a great way to connect and have fun. And so I'm so glad you said, because I, I honestly just don't want to get in that mindset yeah. of like, I would get rid of COVID because it really stinks. Um, so, but if I had a magic wand, um, I, because that took away a lot of my answers, like screen fatigue. I would take away screen fatigue. I think. Yeah. Uh, for students. I think though, I would really, if I had a magic wand, I, I would want every student to like have a real, like just wave it over the clouds in the sky and every student would know and feel a tangible presence of the Holy Spirit mm. and God that loves them. Um, I think that a lot of churches, whether intentional or not, just preach a God who's distant and um, don't really like, they, they say from their platform, and I've done this a lot, it's, hey, you should read your Bibles and pray and have a relationship with Jesus. And like when no one tells them how to, <laughs> Mm. right because uh no one actually leads them hey this is how to have a quiet and this is how to have an active prayer life this is how to have a relationship with jesus yeah um and i, th I think about a magic wand i would wave that over like over every youth room when students meet and so students just would understand that god is good he's faithful he's present and it's a god who builds bridges i love that amen man i i, I appreciate that that's so good mm -hmm. i love it and yeah, man, I just appreciate your heart. I appreciate your enthusiasm, your excitement um, for for ultimately for for the kingdom, for the gospel, to see lives changed by it, and then um, how you're faithfully uh, following what God is putting in your heart and and just leading and loving these students yeah. well. And so, Tyler, I, I can't thank you enough, brother, for your time again mm -hmm. with us. And um, yes, before we before we give a wrap, um, anyone, Gina, yeah. Tyler, anyone. 
Any final words, thoughts, questions, encouragement? There are two things. I, Ty uh, oh, so I, Tyler, I'm going to go first. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. Um, Tyler and I used to work together. He was my kid's youth pastor. Awesome yeah. Um, oh, awesome. <laughs> two things I wrote down that I want to take from this conversation. I think I want a t-shirt for like digital ministry isn't lame. Uh, do you know why I know this? Because I have a teenager who's on Discord and Xbox all the time. If there's community, yes. if there's community yes. belonging, yep. it can be effective. And Amen. the other thing you said, Tyler, was the Holy Spirit. I'm reading this book called uh, Faith Formation in a Secular Age by Andrew Root. And one of the things he talks mm -hmm. about is that we tend to emphasize wanting more youth at our church, which isn't bad, but what we need is more of the Holy Spirit. Because if we have more of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. then we get more people coming to know Jesus, more, more teenagers know Jesus. And I think you nailed that. That was my last thought. Joe, did you have it? Or Tyler, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I just, uh, I was going to say, yeah, one of my greatest times in ministry uh, was sharing an office wall with Gina <laughs> and we were right next to each other. And because one of the, one of the things I picked up and um, the how I picked up with, with Gina and the what to do, but the why I picked up here in Raleigh really, and they're related, but I would watch Gina have conversations with leaders and volunteers. And every single time, every single time Gina had a conversation, I watched her like capture an opportunity to pitch vision. Mm. Um, and I've said that to Gina before and something new to you, Gina, but I learned like, if you want to get your, your volunteers like, and, and make them owners of the ministry, um, every conversation, every email, every whatever interaction is a chance to, to remind them of the vision. That's the what, but the why is, the more levels you go down in your organization from the senior pastor down to volunteers, you lose vision and you lose passion along the way. No one will ever care as much as a senior pastor or founding pastor does. Yeah. And as if you're a youth pastor, no one will care as much as you do about your student ministry. Um, and so you might take it for granted that you have this incredible mission and vision and heart, but the leaders don't might not share that or they have work in their mind or their kids, you know, just fail the test and they have that in the back of their mind. Right. And so, um, yeah, if one thing I learned from Gina from working with her that I will take with me everywhere is every opportunity. There's, there's an opportunity in every conversation to pitch vision. Tyler, I would love for you to share how people can connect with you and also just plug um, your middle school ministries uh, Insta, as Gina mentioned earlier, so people can check it out and hopefully see some of this drive through food fight that you guys had too. So how can people connect uh, with you and check out your, your ministry? Yeah, so my uh, personal Instagram is uh, silverfox underscore TB, um, as in Tyler Bryan. Uh, I've had that nickname since college. And every time I say it, I cringe now. It's weird, but it's hey, okay. Hey, listen, you're filling the role and Tom <laughs> Brady just needs to step aside, all right? That's right. You're the real TB. Yes, the real <laughs> one. And then um, our, our, our middle school ministry Instagram is hope.msm. And then our campus one was every campus has a different one as well. Ours is purple dot MSM. Now, why is it a color? You had to. So had to this I love. It's a never ending like tribal war thing. It's a. Oh, okay. Every campus is their own color. So every time we have an all in event or a camp or whatever, we always do games with like campuses against campuses, which is awesome. That's which I, genius. Kids love. Love oh, that. Yes. They love shopping for color yes. swag. Yeah. Well, I think what they like, like about it is it's the fact that it's in your Instagram handle. 
it made it an easier cultural piece for people to grasp onto because honestly, as soon as you said it, and this wasn't set up anyway, I was just like, why the smokes is it called purple? Like, so I, I think that's cool because it's like, oh, it's because we do this. I'm like, oh, okay, that's just what we're a part of as mm -hmm. opposed to trying to sell it somewhere else. So that's sweet. This is your tribe, you belong here, you're purple. That's so cool, that's so cool. <laughs> Tyler, thank you again. And listeners, thank you as always for um, just your encouragement, your conversation, your support. If there's anything we can do to be of an encouragement to you guys uh, or, or you're just looking to have a conversation, just hit us up. Uh, we're here for you guys and we love learning from you as well. So until next time, guys, bye. See you later, bye.